Hello and welcome to another edition of the usually serviceable, hopelessly miscast pod from your friends at Germantown Community Theater, otherwise known as GCT. I'm here joined again by our friend Brian. I'm just a friend, huh? Yeah, that's just as Bismarcky would say, you're just a friend. So, nah, fair enough. Um, you know, I, you and I know what happens in the dark, but we'll keep it at, at a friend level. Yeah, otherwise, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, our, our esteemed ED for erectile director or I don't know, executive dysfunction, whichever you pick. Um, second so, one. Let's go with the second one. <laughs> yeah, right. How about extreme dysfunction? Is that where? There work? you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of in the lineage of uh, GCT to have uh, <laughs> that <laughs> executive dysfunction. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. There, dysfunction occurs at all levels of GCT's history. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, so uh, what we'll start with is uh, just kind of a a bit of an update on, you know, if you're listening to this pod, this is going up the week of March seventh along with our pod that we taped last Friday today. We're taping this on Thursday, March the 3rd. So uh, at least this one's a little bit more recent. We just finished a, what I call a successful run of the complete history of America abridged. Yes, um, absolutely. So had a nice, nice crowds. The, uh, the second and final weekend, normally we do three weekends, but thanks to, you know, our friends at the COVID Institute, you know, we com- compressed into two. <clears throat> So uh, I meant to ask you, uh, how did we offered a, uh, a Sunday show in, in the evening, which was designed yeah. to, among other things, designed to help those in theater out by saying, hey, here's a show you can come see. So how did that show perform? Um, I mean, attendance wise, it was it was good. And uh, probably I would say we had more what I would say, quote unquote, were theater people. Uh, at that show than at any other of our productions. Um, but not, again, not not quite the numbers I was hoping for, but thankfully we were buoy, buoy, buoyed by uh, one of our board members uh, after seeing the show Thursday, loved it so much, she decided to send her team at work. So she ended up buying tickets for all of her team. And so her team was here on uh, the on Sunday at 6.30, so thank you, Shelly, for, for that. And I think your team all had a good time. Overall, nice. um, <laughs> that night's take at the bar was higher than, was the highest <laughs> bar take we had. For the why doesn't room. that surprise me? <laughs> Hearing yeah. what you just, what you just laid out. Yeah. Yep. It's like you so, guys, do, you know, you know what? I'll use a, a friend of the podcast, Brett Ray. Yeah. I'll say, you know what? You, you know what? You've done so good. You deserve drinks. He'll usually say other things in there, but we'll leave that for when we have him as a guest. <clears throat> so, but no, that's great. Um, and if you yeah, saw the show, I can smack talk him about uh, who makes the best jambalaya. Oh, that might be entertaining that's segment. right. Well, and you know, full, full disclosure for those of you who don't know Brett, um, he is from Louisiana, but he and Brian, I've had both of their jambalaya and they're both, they're, they're, I'll say very, you know, that's a put overstating a bit, but they're very different in the way they are, but I think they're, I personally think they're equally good, just different. It's kind of like I, right now I'm we're as we record this, I'm in Kansas city in my other home, a, you know, nice tiny apartment. <clears throat> but so up here, of course, they try to, you know, if they know I'm from Memphis, they say, Oh, barbecue is better up here. And it's like, well, I don't think it's better or worse. It's just, 
it's different. Um, but you know, in the end, they're both equally good. So, what would you say is different? I'm just curious because I've had some of the what they market as Kansas City sauce, and it the sauces kind of seem pretty similar. I don't see a lot of difference, at least in my experience, in the barbecue between KC and Memphis. I mean, I'll say the two things that I've noticed that are different. I mean, is one, I think when you go to a stock kind of barbecue place, which in Memphis would be somewhere like, and I'm not trying to say they're, they're bad because of it, but if you went to somewhere like a Corky's or a Tops or a Three Little Pigs or something like that, it, it would it's the same kind of thing as far as the, the meat and the consistency of what you get in Kansas City at a place that would be the same. So a place up here would be like Joe's Barbecue. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> But then if you, it's in the same respect as Memphis, the sauce is, as you go up in the level of the restaurant you're going to, it's a little bit, it's, I'd say here, it's a little bit more sweet, a little more sugary than what I'm used to in Memphis. Uh, Memphis is not Carolina vinegary, but it's closer to that than Kansas City is. I think the biggest difference for me, at least, is that I've noticed it's, what they tend to, I'll say, push in terms of offerings. And, you know, in Memphis, it's a little bit more standard offering in that it's more narrow. It's, you know, ribs, obviously, and mm-hmm. chopped or pulled barbecue. Um, yeah. You know, you well, find well. brisket on a lot of menus. Um, I've yet to really and, have just a great brisket from a local restaurant. Yeah, it's it's not like what you would get somewhere like a Texas or something like that, but it's it's there. Um, they offer all that up here. It's I think the biggest thing they pride themselves, at least in the restaurants I've been to here that are barbecue, um, is in Memphis. You can't. There's not a lot of. I don't know of any place you can really get this where it's. I'd say as good as up here is burnt ends. Um, mm. There's places that have burnt ends in Memphis, but up here. That's one spot where I'd say Kansas City laps the Memphis field. Burnt ends gotcha. here is like they take pride in it, and they're really good. Um, <clears throat> whereas I, I'll say that I've had ribs here, not as many ribs as I've had in Memphis in my mm-hmm. life, but I, I would put Memphis above it in rib, in the taste of the ribs. Gotcha. Um, and also up here, I mean, you – you can get it, but they don't have places that will say we are all about dry rub mixed in with the wet. You know, Memphis, mm-hmm. not everywhere does dry rub alongside, but you have places like Rendezvous and other places that, you know, or Neely's or something like that, where you can get, it's offered as like just as equal as wet. <clears throat> Whereas here, yeah. if you get if you get dry rub, it's like you're asking for that as extra and you're putting it on yourself. It's not baked. I say bake. Mm. It's not cooked into it. Gotcha. So that's that's kind of one of the biggest things I'd say in terms of the big difference or the differences. I don't notice a lot of huge differences. Mm. Um, but you know, again, equal, different but equally good. Um, and I'll say a lot more restaurants here offer uh, different ways of like getting barbecue chicken and getting uh, turkey. There's not, not everywhere in Memphis will give you turkey if you're at a barbecue place. Um, yeah, that's not what I'm – I can't think of anywhere that you could go right now and get barbecue turkey, but 
the only place that generally I get it afterthought here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only place I would get it Turkey in Memphis is Corky's. Uh, that's the only place I've seen it regularly on the menu. Um, chicken is a little bit more prevalent, uh, commissary. I like their barbecue chicken, um, and stuff like that, but yeah, chicken and Turkey, there's, there's a wider array of meat offerings in Kansas city generally too. Hmm. So, but again, different, but equally good in my mind. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my take on it. Um, so with, as far as GCT happenings, I'll say too, that, um, you know, we have our next show opening on Thursday, March 17th. Is that, am I saying that correct? Two, two weeks uh, from today two, yep. well, and we, you know, less than that by the time you hear this. Uh, so exactly yeah, so, recorded the third. So it's, it's bearing right down on us, which is terrifying, but yeah. And it's going to be a great show. Got a great cast. Oh yeah. Great. Outside Mullingar is what it's called. Irish comedy slash drama. Lots of yep. great scenes in it. A lot of great writing, uh, you know, was a Tony award darling mm-hmm. uh, within the last few years. So come out and see it this one you have a chance to see when you hear this podcast you have a chance to get tickets so yeah absolutely it's uh mention this podcast i may even give you two free tickets so there you go so we, we love listeners yeah yep. um so yeah um looking forward to all that and uh, i will say before we get into some other features uh i am going to use a personal uh privilege and say i'm calling out a toast because Brian and I typically drink during these podcasts, whether we're separated or in the same room, calling out a toast, a whiskey toast to my dear departed friend, Richard uh, H who passed away earlier this week from COVID. Hard to hear that, man. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's pretty tough. Richard was kind of like a father figure to me and uh, I will definitely miss him. And he and I shared many drinks together. Uh, in his home in the Phoenix area and in Memphis also. And so love you, man. Here's to you. So moving on. Yeah, He's um, not a poor one out because he'd probably be mad if he poured out. He out. would definitely be mad if I poured one out. And I, I will say to not that any other list, any listeners care, but so there, the first time I visited uh, Richard, who we affectionately called father Dick. Because he, uh, at one point in his life, in his 20s, I believe he told me, he was actually in training in the priesthood and essentially got asked to leave. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so he was known as Father Dick to me ever from the time I heard that story about 20 years ago. So, um, you know, it, and Father Dick, you know, the first time I went to his house in Phoenix recently, um, I sent Brian pictures because, uh, he was, Richard was a, he knew his alcohols and kept a lot of good scotches and a lot of good whiskeys. He had a enormous, like taller than me or anybody I know, um, sized cabinet for wine and alcohol in his den. Then he had another cabinet dedicated to alcohol in his kitchen and yet another cabinet in the kitchen, in another part of the kitchen dedicated to just brown liquor. And then along the top of the top edges of his kitchen above the cabinets, he had a uh, wine collection that was celebrity wines. <clears throat> I don't know if he ever got them down and drank them, but I'll say that, you know, to have to clear all that out of his house, that's 
you know, it's going to be a task. Um, so, but I'm sure he's laughing all the way to wherever he is saying, yep, at least I don't have to do it. So, but yeah, father Dick and I always said, he said, when you turn, when you're a guy and you turn 40, there's three rules you need to always live by. Uh, and I'm not going to drop an F bomb or a GD. I promise. Uh, the the first we have our last episode was already (laughs) going to be explicit. So (laughs) yeah, let's try to keep it not to it. So he said, the first thing is, is never pass a bathroom without going in. And he said, the second rule is never trust a fart. And the third rule is never leave a hard on unattended. Mm. So I'll let your imaginations wander, but again, here's to you, Richard. So now we'll move on to uh, one of the features that I, you know, I just can't think of a better name for it. So I'm calling it mash musical mashups. So this is where I'm going to give Brian, I've taken famous musicals. How famous is up to you to determine, but famous musicals and mashed a couple of them together into one and then mashed a couple more together. And, I, and I'm going to ask Brian, which of these mashups would you rather see? Um, and, you know, obviously, as you hear the mashups, Brian's going to be thinking in his head, as we hope you listeners are, because uh, you can play along at home is to think, okay, what would those two together really look like or sound like or both? So you ready for the first one, Brian? Absolutely. So here's the first one. So you have a chorus Godspell or hello hairspray. Ooh. Uh, wow. Um, yeah. Wanted to start you off lean here. So chorus Godspell. I know what I'd choose, even though I detest at least one of the shows in both of these. Um, actually, I had to test like three of these shows. So, so I'm, I'm gonna have to get technical on you. Um, that's in fine. No way. Bring the tech. Do I yeah. see the music and themes of a chorus Godspell going together? <laughs> yeah, it's tough I know. enough <laughs> to see Hello Hairspray, but uh, Hairspray is kind of not written basically it's not written in a rock lloyd weber style which is what really throws the other mashup off uh so i'd have to go hello hairspray but i don't think i'd really enjoy watching it um but i think at least it wouldn't burst my eardrums like the other show would well i mean i'll say that i detest godspell and i detest hairspray Mm -hmm. i really don't like hello dolly but i don't detest it the chorus line, eh, I don't need to see it. So I don't know that I would choose death over one of these two, but I would probably say, even if my eardrums split, I'll take a chorus Godspell no. because I, I hate hairspray with an absolute passion. It is yeah, so saccharine I know you, I know you and so really stupid. Hairspray, so. Now, I, I will say this, to be fair, I totally appreciate some of some of the themes that Hairspray is going for. Sorry, I'm hearing voices in my apartment hallway. And I was like, whoa. Um, I totally appreciate a, at least a couple of the themes that Hairspray is going for. But I could say that about a lot of shows that I hate the show. 
So I'm, that's still not going to make me go, eh, you know, I can, I can live with hairspray and hello Dolly together. No, I can't. Mm. That just, it's too much for me, but I put those together knowing that I at least couldn't see any of that together. So I wanted to get your take. So I don't know. I mean, I can just envision, uh, what's her face singing hello Baltimore as she distends a <laughs> grand red staircase. It just right. <laughs> sounds good. It sounds fun to me. So Yeah, no, I, I could, yeah, I could see that. So a little, you know, a little Tracy Turnblad, Tracy yeah, Dolly, you know, name. Dolly yeah, Turnblad. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's pretty sad that I hate the show and I know the name in setting up uh, uh, other couples instead of, I don't know. What, what is the plot of hairspray? Isn't she like, in love with the uh, Richie Valens character or something like that. Well, it, it, he's not really Richie Valens. He's whiter. He's Lily White. Um, so he's Richie Valens. I wouldn't disgrace him like that. It's I can't remember his name. I remember Corny Collins is the name of the show host. Yeah, but it's basically like she's in love with Biff uh, style guy. And gotcha, gotcha. It yeah, it's in baltimore and it's it it's just a big old mess if you ask me yeah um i was gonna maybe present that to programming this year you saying i shouldn't bother no you should not bother because i'm i'm using my veto power on that one right now (laughs) so um so here's your next one okay the producers of oz or grease or grease annie that you made this as simple as you possibly could (laughs) yes I had to give you a softball in here. Yeah, so. that's uh, producers <laughs> of Oz. Absolutely. Um, I don't, I, I enjoy producers. I enjoyed the Herald production uh, a few years ago. Uh, our, our friend uh, Jackie was stunning in it. Uh, yes. Looked stunning in it. Holy smokes. What an attractive uh, young lady. Uh, and then uh, our, our current coworker was that same role. Um, when Theater Memphis did it, and she was equally as stunning, and uh, our good friend Philip was in that production. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I like that show. Uh, it's not a show. The only thing I don't like about it is it's like three plus hours long. It's probably not a show that GCT would ever attempt. At least not well. I am in this uh, position. Um, and Wizard of Oz. Um, Sometimes gets labeled as a kid show, um, rightly, wrongly, whatever. Uh, as far as kid shows go, if you want to call it that, it would be one of my favorite. Uh, I think it's quite lovely, and I enjoy the story. Um, the other, what was the other one? Even I've. <laughs> you were so busy elucidating. Uh, yeah. Grease Annie. No, no. <laughs> no. I don't. That one just doesn't sound right, does it? I, I so as far as kids shows go, one I detest is Annie. I do not like Annie at all. Yeah, I hate that uh, one too. I do understand. Like, there is a part of me is like tempted to put it on the GCT stage because I know like we couldn't sell enough tickets to it. And technically, I'd only have to watch it once uh, while it's here. Um, but yeah, uh, and I think Greece itself, um, while the music is very catchy and fun, I think really has a lot of problematic elements in it in right. the current uh world in which we live and uh, yeah i i can't imagine putting a show that with good music that's somewhat 
offensive with a show that I really can't stand. So, um, yeah, for me, all the way. Yeah. Um, number one, please give me. Number I mean, one. I just thinking I can see Bialystok and Bloom on the Yellow Brick Road having a good old time. Uh, I I can't. Sure. Could see... you can you see as like uh, uh, Bialystok is like the Cowardly Lion or something? Sure, absolutely. And Bloom is uh, the, maybe the Scarecrow or right Scarecrow, I would think. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. I mean, and yeah, you just you have Dorothy there somewhere, you know, just kind of lingering around, smoking a joint. I mean, yeah, well, and Dorothy would clearly be. Um, what is that character's name in producers? Well, she wears always wears a stunning white dress, and that what oh, if Jackie uh, and Christina. Is played? it Ula? Ula, Ula, yeah, yeah. What if Ula was Dorothy with a little dog? <laughs> That'd be great. Matter of fact. <laughs> Maybe we should try to figure out how to write that ourselves and put it on our stage. It well, maybe maybe the maybe the dog sings, uh, you know, "Springtime for Hitler." <laughs> yes, absolutely. Or it's "Springtime for the we, Wicked Witch of the West." Well, we could change it to "Springtime for Putin." How about that? <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, good. Yeah, you know, since one person in the world thinks he's genius and everybody else thinks, yeah, Ugh. not so much. Well, he's he's. Have you heard? Well. Uh, let's let's not go into politics. Yeah, let's move on. About, so, yeah. I, I mean, I, the thing I can't see is a uh, little orphan Annie or Annie, you know, singing how she's hopelessly devoted to Danny Zuko. So, or the T bird showing up, you know, at Daddy Warbucks's mansion or something like that. Yeah. Well. So, you know, uh, you know but just Grease Annie doesn't sound like a uh, a show a lot of people want to see anyway. So. No. You know, <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, we'll, we'll leave that for like, uh, I won't say any other theater names, other theaters in town to do. So here's sure. the next one. And you, I think you'll like this one. This is okay. this has got some geography in it. Oklahoma spelling bee. Or you'll like this one. South Memphis. <laughs> okay. come on. Come on. Okay. So. I do love the fact that, you know, they basically spend the whole song of Oklahoma spelling the word Oklahoma. Yep. Uh, so that it, it, thematically that goes together very well. But come on, we're, we're in the 901. How could we not pick South Memphis? South Memphis. Come on. I mean, I mean how can you not think of Memphis? Wouldn't you love to see that musical? I would love I to would, see that musical. I would line up to see South Memphis. Yes. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what the it plot could be would North be, Memphis. And I'll see that. Doesn't too. matter. I want to see South Memphis. Someone please write the musical South Memphis so that we can enjoy it. Please, I mean, please. You know, hell, write Lakeland. I don't care. <laughs> as long as Three Six Mafia writes the score. I mean, how oh, could you, how could you go? We, you will get a trick whooped in that show. So. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I figured that one would, would be like catnip to both of us. So, but I mean, isn't that genius? South Memphis. Come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. As long as, I mean, but. Because there are some problematic pieces of South Pacific for sure, <laughs> but if you put it in South Memphis, eh, it's not so problematic anymore. So uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I think we have talked about this way back in the early days of the pod. Uh, South Pacific was quite controversial in time for its racial themes, and like, basically, you know, Nelly leaves Emil because he has children that are mixed race. Uh, and you know she and he he is french but he married a uh, islander so they are mixed race and then his wife died 
And like, she is like, not into that at all. It's like, I can't be the stepmother to mixed race children. And right. you know, imagine writing that in the, uh, the, what the forties and fifties. And that's, I mean, it's trend setting to, I mean, it really is opening a lot of conversations that people did not want to have back then. Right. And yeah. It's easy. I think to look at it now and be like, Oh, well, well the way they treat the, the natives of the Island is bad. And I won't disagree with that, but man, they really broke a lot of ground as far as opening conversations about people's acceptance of um, different racials, pe- racial backgrounds in their families. So, sure. um, you know, I just much better just, than a king and I. That's oh, well, yeah, that's favorite, for sure. So. Yeah, that's a, that's at the bottom level of that of that uh, dynamic. I would just love to see. uh You've got to be carefully taught, sung in South Memphis, and what well, the reaction you know, of the ensemble would be. Oh, the phone's ringing. Oh, I'm sure that. Yeah, we'll take a break. We'll edit this out. Yeah, we're just gonna let it ring insert break. Yeah, now's the time to uh, you know, fart and take a shit. Yep. There you go. And say, oh fuck, the phone's ringing. We just said it's from that. the the call was from Rala Tatiana, so maybe it's Putin calling us secretly. <laughs> it's your mail disparaging remarks about Putin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If uh, you know, if he wants like, to, I'm not coming to your now. He wants to invade Collierville. Knock yourself out. They're not wearing masks anyway, so. Uh, so uh, okay, so three, two, one, go in. Yep. All right, three, three. two, one. So you've got to be carefully taught. Uh, again, if you just look at the lyrics themselves, um, be like, ooh, that's kind of... But in the context of the show, he's singing it pissed off that this is the way the world works. Like, he's saying these things sardonically, sar- sarcastically. So Right, it's meant to be a again, shot back at people, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like saying, you know, this people are awful that we've been taught to think this way about people of other races. And uh, again, we have done South Pacific here at GCT in a way, way, way long time ago, 30 years ago, I think. Um, I think the problem with South Pacific is it's really, really long. Yes. Very long. Uh, but it's, it's unlike the King and I, it would be a show that I would at least consider <coughs> putting on our stage. Uh Excuse my uh, throat clearing. Sorry. So uh, I get obviously the hard part is casting it um, in a way that is appropriate racially because so often they cast the um, basically the Islanders Asian type of Asian background is what they should be is just gets cast as white people and they put a darker makeup on them. So and that's a show that I've been in. So I'm, I'm not criticizing people that have done that show because i would be criticizing myself i think if you were to do this show at this point in time in uh you know america that you should not do the show unless you are able to cast it uh in an appropriate manner yep well said so the next one this is another one i think you'll like so kiss me sweeney todd or dirty rotten bright star (laughs) 
slipped that one in there on you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I tried to find I four mean, shows just, I've been in or will be in. So I only put three in this list. So kiss me, Sweeney Todd would absolutely be hilarious. <laughs> Cause you can just see going in for a kiss and then like him slicing her with the barbers. Uh, yeah. Blade. I tried to think of judge judge Turpin in that show. Yeah. Like where does he fit? Yeah. Uh, I uh, I mean, does so, he just run around being bad? I mean, you know, it's like, oh, he's just the town judge. He's drunk all the time. You know. So if we go technical, neither of the two shows you've given me go together at all. Kiss Me uh, yeah. is clearly a golden age type musical paired with a Sondheim, which... No, those those would not sound good at all. Dirty Rotten, I guess, is well, a slightly more modern. It was written in a producer's type thing, which t- tends to be um, kind of a riff off of classic Broadway theater. Whereas Bright Star is not; it's bluegrass. Um, I guess I'm thinking more from a technical aspect too. Um, because it's, you know, given that we have done, uh, you know, we have done Dirty Rotten Scoundrels and I, you know, was in that last production at GCT. So I know what went into an ensemble role and Bright Star will be doing, by the way, premieres on our stage mm-hmm. on April 22nd this year. Um, Regional premiere. Hell yeah. Start so, the 7th of March. Get your time you hear it, rehearsals will start. Yep. So uh, from... Uh, from a perspective of what is on the stage, very different, you know, scenery, but some similar movements and things that have to happen um, of moving things around. So, I mean, uh, but that's, that's like a very, very loose comparison. Um, so I understand it's about as thin as dental floss. I mean, yeah, it, to me, I, what I'd rather see is dirty, rotten, bright star, just because I have, you know, an understanding of what both shows intimately are like in a sense, mm. you know, kiss me, Sweeney Todd. I agree. I think it's, it's kind of a, it's oil and water in a way. I think there are some elements that would work, but yeah, I mean, I'd rather see dirty rotten bright star because I think it'd be, I think the other would be funny. Yes. I think dirty rotten bright star. It's, it's also kind of a twist of thinking of the fact that while this is another floss, you know, with comparison, Steve Martin in the movie Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, Steve Martin mm-hmm. wrote Bright Star. Yes. So it's like, yeah, we'll give Steve his due. Maybe we maybe if we do that mashup, we can call him and say, yeah, he'll show up for the premiere. <laughs> or he'd say, piss off. I'm not letting you do that to my ears. So, my lawyers will be contacting you. That's what he yeah, would say. Exactly. So. So uh, um, I am, if I got to pick between the two, I do not want to sully my precious bright star. So I know it's, I'm, I'm going to go with the other one. Uh, okay. Fair enough. I, I'm just too into my, my, my lovely bright star at the moment. So. Yes. Understood. So, uh, so here's, I'll give you one more and then we'll move on. The music man of La Mancha or 1776 hair. Okay. Okay. I couldn't wait to hear you on this one. 
Oh boy. Oh, a lot to unpack here. Um, the music man of La Mancha almost struck me as a wheel of fortune, you know, a, a, oh, before and after. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's not bad. Good, good work there. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. 1776 hair means that we're going to have to look at a bunch of old white dudes naked. So that is immediately <laughs> for three plus hours for three plus th- three and a half hours. Uh, so that is going to immediately be like, no. Oh my gosh. Uh, that's not something I want to see ever. I don't uh, want to be in that show. I don't want to hear about that show. I don't want to read a review of that show. I don't care whose private parts were hopelessly miscast. I don't want to hear no. it. I don't want to smell the dressing room of that show. No, that's that's a that's a no-go for me. So it's more a no on that than a yes on the other because let's let's be honest music man of la mancha would be a hot mess but at least it would be a nude <laughs> hot mess so yes um, i mean harold hill gets up you know think of hugh jackman as harold hill you know singing about the impossible dream now if, if hugh jackman was in 1776 uh, maybe that might particularly for our female listeners be something you might want to see uh 1776 uh uh, hair mash- mashup so that you could just stare at you for three yeah. and a half hours. Wouldn't that kind of be like, you know, some twisted, demented version of Magic Mike? Yeah, kind of. So, kind of. Just Magic like, Mike with powdered wigs, and none of the guys are actually attractive. So, yes. Yeah, exactly. Walking around, you know, strutting. Again, the, I, 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 again, I don't know the age ages of the people that wrote the Constitution at the time <laughs> they wrote the Constitution. But I know there's enough older dudes that probably weren't in great shape that you wouldn't want to see that. So, I mean, if having you've ever seen been as a guy, if you yeah. ever walk through the locker room of a gym, um, you've seen and and just ask yourself, is that something you want to watch for three and a half hours? No. And for most people, that's a dead set. No, thank you. Well, I will say, I mean, I, I would guess most of the women who I know and come in contact with on a regular basis, if I were to ask them, you know, would that interest you at all? Even if like I told you, there's 25 guys who are going to be on stage in powdered wigs naked, but three of them are hot and younger. Would that, would that, is that do enough for you? I bet you the majority of women I know would say no, no. Cause I'd sit, I'd be sitting there thinking of the other 22 the whole time. Yes. And going, what a god awful mess! Yes, <clears throat> among other things, you know. So, oh god, there's so many other things. Yeah. yeah, there'd be a lot to unpack there. You know, not much to undress, but a lot to unpack. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I figured you'd like those. So we'll 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 revisit mashups here soon, and I'll have some yeah, more fun absolutely. ones for you. So, um, so now moving on to the central feature of at least for me. Take your shot, fun boy. So rest in peace. I don't Brandon know why Lee. you keep doing this feature when it's just me against myself. Well, I, I, I want you to build up confidence. So when Christina I comes I'm not back, going to because I'm, it doesn't matter. I'm always terrible at this game. Hey, when we did this, don't sell yourself short. When we did this pod that no one has heard yet because we haven't released it, you were two for six. That was better than your 0 for 5 before. Yes. So I have confidence you're going to at least, we're going to do five today, and I feel like you're going to get at least two of these. Okay. So I feel, I feel good about it. So are you ready? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so here's your, so 
those of you who haven't listened or need a refresher, two of these three names I'm going to give Brian are band names, like rock band, music band, whatever you want to call it. One is a group chat name. Brian's job and your job playing at home or in the car or in the bathroom or wherever listening to 1776 hair soundtrack is to pick the group chat name of the three. So number one, here's your three names. Sofa King Awesome, Afghanistan Banana Stand, Mr. Quintron and the Flossy Unicorn Puppet Show. Give me the first two again. Sofa King Awesome, Afghanistan Banana Stand. I'm going with the Afghanistan. You are incorrect. Uh, it is Sofa King Awesome. I was, I was so close. So it was one of those two. It wasn't the last one. That was too much of a band. No, I'm not bleeping it because I didn't say it. It's in the name. Sofa King. Awesome. So, yes, I said that again. I didn't say the word. So I did. No, no, no. I'm I'm saying. No, I know you didn't say that. The last last one was clearly a band name. I could clearly tell that was a band. It's just between those other two. Well, when you have multiple choice, I mean, the the idea is usually you throw one in there. It's like, okay, that one's pretty obvious Yeah. um, to not be the answer. I was just telling our our listeners, don't blame me because I didn't put the beep on there. I didn't say the F word. What did you say that got beeped? You need nothing. You need to listen to me say this again. Sofa King. Awesome. Three words. So fucking oh, awesome. Okay. I didn't catch it until just now. Yeah. See, that's why I'm Sorry. not bleeping it because I didn't say it. So, see, when you were saying it's like Sofa King, oh, like Tiger. <laughs> yes. So I thought it was very clever, but that is a, that is a group chat. I'm like, hey, okay. I salute your, your name there. So here's the next one. And I don't know why this would just be one. This would be a lot of people I know. The biggest freak in New Jersey, funk you lazy, and swearing at motorists. Swearing at motorists. What band or group? I need to be in that one, but you are not correct. Oh. It is funk you lazy. And I didn't know, could you say that funk you lazy or funk you lazy? Like, where do you put the comma? I think the, the latter is how you yeah i think so funk you lazy you know and i can't give it justice saying it like that so but again i did not say the word so but you are over two so come on we gotta get you off the schneid yeah yeah we gotta get you off the schneid here yeah yeah so also in keeping with uh having something like this in here with my name so here's your next three paul miner's great big ego FD, FDR's marathon runners and urine specimen. I, I had to put my name in there any chance I got. FDR. You are correct. Oh, thank goodness. FDR's marathon runners is the group oh, chat name. Good grief. Not Paul Miner's great big ego. Oh. <laughs> See, now you can relax. Yeah. That's where that's going to do over again. So here's your next three. The Kit Shickers. The redneck. The Kit Shickers. 
The Kick Shickers. No, the Kit Shickers. Kit Shickers. Okay. So another play on I, I understand what they're going for. Yeah. Okay. The Kit Shickers, Redneck Girlfriend, and Painful Discharge. It feels like pain. We've used painful discharge before, so I'm going to go with that. Possibly, and you're correct. That is group chat name. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think this is a uh, one that you've recycled. I wanted to see if you remembered. So, yeah. good job. Your memory did not fail you. We actually yeah. used redneck girlfriend before too, but oh, really? That's okay. I didn't <laughs> remember that. So. <laughs> so, here's your last one. You're two for four. Let's Ooh. see if you can get the three. Uh, these three are. Guess my perversion, as in the word guess. Uh, boo cocky boys, like oh, two words. Gross. Boo cocky boys. Okay. And dead alcoholics with boners. <laughs> wow. This one question may make us uh, explicit this week. Um, oh come on. We still haven't said GD or F. Number three. You are incorrect. It is boo cocky boys. Okay. Well, boo <laughs> those cocky boys. Cause... So you need to look up songs from dead alcoholics with boners. I have not. I want to see if you could spot them on the web since you like to Google some of these. I do. I, I like to see. Uh, I'd see like some... to hear what their song, what their playlist is. Alcohol. I'll look them up too because I know this is riveting podcast for those of you listening. I do not see them anywhere on YouTube. Which would Well, be I see, oh, shockingly enough, I see a guy named Chris Barron, born Christopher Gross, best known as the lead singer of the Spin Doctors, was a local, was a member of a local band at Bennington College in Vermont called dead alcoholics with boners wow so he went from there to spin doctors okay yeah he that was also a member pre- of a group called the fun bunnies yeah that was that was pre-youtube so that's probably why we can't find them so yeah so yeah he should have stuck with the dead alcoholics with boners name because the spin doctors famously flamed out after one album i mean i well, don't they know had, they had two two good songs and that was it so yeah, yeah. i don't know what was what what is the mo- the biggest travesty in the music world but cleopatra's cat off the second release album was right up there so i am not nobody's gonna have that. a clue what i'm talking about that's okay did you I did do. you did you buy the second album were you no, heard I did by not. the second album oh. i heard the second i heard the release the first release off the second album and just laughed my ass off and said no even I'm not going to waste 1798 at Sam Goody on that crap. Yeah, CDs were that expensive. I forget. I forget. Yeah, especially at Sam Goody. I mean, it wasn't in the days in Memphis where you had Cats Records and you could actually buy one for $15. You had to pay 18 or 20 at Sam Goody. So screw you, Sam Goody, wherever you are. I think you turned into FYE or something, which was probably an anagram for you know, F yourself. Uh, so whatever. <clears throat> so now it's time for another edition of Brian's Florida report, Q music and the typewriter noise. Oh, we, we do have music now. I finally found something. Yeah, exactly. Um, It'll be there. All right, here we go. 
This happened this year too. I, I specifically uh, nice. Monday, February seventh, two thousand twenty-two. All right, so less than a month ago. Yeah, Martin County, Florida, a Port St. Lucia man is behind bars after a crime spree that led him abandoning a stolen car on train tracks that then caused the train to send the car flying into an occupied home. <laughs> Bradford Witzel, 38, is facing multiple charges after he allegedly approached detectives saying he couldn't find his car after leaving a bar in Martin County early Saturday morning. Witzel told the detective he stole the car, quote, in good faith. Unquote, oh, okay. After he couldn't find his own according to the Martin County <laughs> Sheriff's Office. Have we ever the done that? Year old, the 38-year-old said he somehow ended up near Indian River Drive and the car stopped dead on the train tracks with a train incoming. Whoops. And so got out of the car and ran, and he told detectives. Second later, seconds later, the train smashed into the stolen car, sending the vehicle crashing into a home where homeowners were asleep, according to MCSL. Oh Vitzel's night did not end there. No, oh, no, no. We're not done. No, no, no. The 38-year-old headed to a nearby fruit stand where he vandalized the business and attempted to steal a forklift. The deputy said <laughs> Vitzel is facing charges of grand theft and criminal mischief with additional charges expected. Oh, he didn't get Thank one you, for sodomizing a, fruit, a piece of fruit or anything. <laughs> It's like, what was he attempting to steal the forklift for? That, that's, the, that's what I really want to know about this whole story is, why did he attempt to steal a forklift? Yeah, I mean, it, was that in good faith also? I mean, did he need uh, yeah. to dr- operate a motor vehicle that badly? I, I don't... Maybe he was going have, back to get the car out of the occupied home? I, I don't know. So, you know, I, I think I've discussed with you, I've never had... Uh, illicit drugs of any time. Never had marijuana at all. Right. I've, I've drank alcohol clearly, but I do not know I the state of impairment that it. you would need to be in for this series of events to occur. And I mean, I think yeah. I would die before I could get to that series of events. I mean, I, I don't, I don't remember a single time when I've had the right. Because if you have too much alcohol, you're not able to function, period. Um, I've never remembered a time when I had the right kind of alcohol to force me into that kind of behavior. <clears throat> so to go steal a car and then say, okay, I left that on the train tracks. Oh, whoops, I hear a loud noise. Now I need to go to a fruit stand and take a forklift. Of course, that also makes me question, why is there a forklift at a fruit stand? I Maybe to get pallets, but I... Do you sell that much fruit? I don't know. I, I'm getting off track here, but good question. Yeah, I mean, are you sure his name's not Axel? You know, because we know an Axel Witzel who is not played well this season. So I was it like, is, uh, so the maybe Witzel it's is him. Witzel is not spelled the same. It's W E I T Z E L, and okay. I may be pronouncing it wrong, but to me. And our uh, experience with German soccer, that would make me want to pronounce it Witzel. Yeah. I mean, be it, is it, is his Witzel, middle name Julian or Brandt or anything like that? I mean, it's maybe. 
I wish it was so they could throw that guy in jail for the next few years. But I mean, because leaving the car in front of a, a train like that, I mean, and, and then taking the forklift and driving that around, it's or not driving it around. I mean, that that's kind of a Brandt esque move. So if we're talking German soccer, sure. <clears throat> so let's get um, more obscure on our audience. But yeah. yeah, exactly. So moving on. Uh, speaking of obscure, do you have any dad yeah. jokes for us today? I do. And because Putin is such a dick, yeah. um, I have all Russian-themed dad jokes today. Nice. I love it. Yeah. yeah they're all terrible. Maybe I have some uh, Russian music I can play behind this. Oh, we'll have to find some Russian uh, F.U. Uh, Putin music for this. Um, <clears throat> are you ready? No, I'm always ready for a good dad okay. joke. What is Russia's most secretive insect? Not a clue. A KGB. <laughs> Ooh, I assume Christina's yeah. not still sitting there. So no, she had a. She's no, she left. Yeah, something would have been thrown at you for that one. Yeah. So. So, so uh, joke no, number that's two. A good one. Yeah. Two of three. So I was in Russia listening to a stand-up comedian making fun of Putin. But the jokes weren't that good, but I liked the execution. <laughs> wow. Zing. Got you there, Vladimir. It's... Like I said, I think he, he, uh, we had a break early in the pod that you hopefully won't notice where someone that looked like from Russia <laughs> called us. So. <laughs> it was either that or Brian, uh, the mail order bride finally got him. So. If I am dead uh, shortly after this pond posts, now you know why. Yeah. Um, all right. Last dad joke. So my brother broke the record by downing 22 Russian jets in Ukraine. And he will forever be remembered as the worst mechanic in the Russian Air Force. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that one had some twist to it. Yeah. yeah. I mean... <laughs> Nice. I just, I mean, we, I'll say to the audience, we are endeavoring to have Christina on one of these because we really miss the reactions. I mean, mm-hmm. we've had some indirect versions of it, but we really need the audible gasp or the, uh, to go with Again, the rim we, shot. we do need to go back to, I know we talked about this last pod, which hasn't posted yet, but we do need to go back to some of the previous and clip her size and add them as a sound yes. to all of this. I mean, we just get her to record it. So every time I can add that and then the rim shot. So yes, absolutely. That would be perfect. Great idea. Speaking of great ideas, moving on to closing rants. What do you, what do you got for us today? Oh man. Do I have a closing rant for you Ooh, today? Good. Cause I have three and yes, I'm debating sir. which one I want to give, but you three go ahead. Up. Save them up, save them up, brother. Um, so I, 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 I could have two rants, one about contractors and their unreliability in today's market, but that's not the one I want to share today. Okay. So, uh, we, uh, finally found a contractor that would actually show up and do work, uh, at our house, which we are having to renovate because we have a 1972, we have two 1972 bathrooms in our house. Yes, which I can are, attest to. Yes, they're hideous. Um, and so we finally found uh, someone to come out and renovate uh, this week. 
and they've been working their tails off and I really appreciate their work and they're doing a great job. They're actually showing up to work, which is more than I can say for a past contractor. That is a good thing. Um, However, one of the gentlemen is in love with some Axe body spray. Uh, I was was hoping you weren't going to say in love with my wife, but I mean, he may be, but Oh my gosh. There is a limit to how much cologne you have to need, you need to put on at any point in time in your, your life. In general, that is like two squirts. Let's just say two squirts. That's the most you ever need because I'm just going to take that sound, that sentence you just said and edit that as a sound bite. Yes. Two, two squirts, squirts. That's all you need. Two <laughs> squirts. Okay. Moving on. Sorry. Go ahead. Squirt, squirt on each wrist. Okay. Rub your neck. Done. That should be yep. all you need. Agreed. That that's it. No more. Because we shouldn't need to spell you like six hours after you have left the premises. And that is what Mr. I Bathe and Axe Body Spray is doing to our household right now. Oh, <laughs> I mean, my wife could be having a listen affair with someone for all that I know <laughs> because she smells like a man. Uh, when she gets up in the morning, because the scent of the Axe body spray is still in the house. Uh, you know, so you on, can't guys. tell um, over the wafting cloud that's in the house. I mean, it smells like, uh, you know, of <laughs> you know, like <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of a stupid Axe body spray smell, but uh, uh, hold on, let me see, let me look up Axe body spray. I mean, it's while you're doing that, it's, I mean, like I said, it, it, if she was having an affair with this guy, like I said, you wouldn't notice because the cloud of Axe is still lingering throughout I mean, the house. I probably, I probably smell like that guy as well because I have walked around in my house. <laughs> so uh-huh. it's like cigarette smoke. It's going to permeate your clothes and everything, all this, the cushions of your couch. Oh, well, I, I would say I can't wait to come over and smell it and say, hey, yes, somebody been using this body spray around here. Here we go. The, the, the prick that I am. But this, this is the, the best one that uh, I found. It's called Axe Anarchy for Her. Uh, yes. Yeah, because she needs that. She needs your scent. <laughs> she needs that so badly to smell yeah. like Axe body spray. That's what really gets her. Is axe for her. I've not just I've never her. met a woman that would tell me axe body anarchy spray would, for would her. take you over the top. <laughs> it's, I mean, they, they they'd rather go John Oliver pumpkin spice latte type <laughs> sound effect than they would axe body spray. So yeah, this dude apparently was around when the axe commercials first came out, which you and I would remember, where I was like basically telling you if you wore axe body spray to the excess. You're gonna get laid. Yeah, was the was the message of which the is a lie. Come on, it's totally a lie. If it was that easy, Axe would be like worth more than Tesla right now. Come on, let's be honest. Right, we all know the only thing that's gonna get you laid is money. So it's mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, sir. Yeah, it's a joke. I swear it's a joke. All you female listeners, it's, it's a joke. Zany antics at GCT. Here we go. So ah. <laughs> So, ah, yeah, exactly. Ha-ha. Look how smart right. your audience is. <laughs> so, yeah. No, right, give me, give me your, give me your rant, buddy. I need okay. to know my rant for today. So, 
uh, as Brian knew, because I was telling him, you know, um, so over the weekend, I, uh, you know, in Kansas City, I generally spend about two weeks here and two to three weeks in Memphis out of every four or five. <clears throat> so the weekend that I'm in Kansas City, because I'll drive up here on a Sunday and then the very, you know, the next Friday. So basically 12, 13 days later, I'll drive back to Memphis. The weekend in between, generally, you know, there's not a whole lot that I get out and do because I'm not a people person, let's say. So getting out to bars and yeah, places like that, eh, not really my thing, even when I was younger. So I, you know, like to say, okay, well, the first thing I'm going to think to is, is there a movie on I want to see? So this last weekend, they were the big megaplex 28 screen monstrosity that I is closest to my apartment here in Kansas City was showing a 50th anniversary uh, viewing of The Godfather. You know, not like in my top three movies, but it's definitely in like my top 25 or 50. It's, it's a great movie. And so it was like to see that on the big screen. I'll plunk down 15 bucks to see that. So um, not only did I do that, I decided it was about five o'clock on Saturday. The movie was at 830. I said, you know, I don't want to sit here bored. Let me see. Oh, Jackass Forever is on at 615. And I might have already seen that. And I know how long it is. So I'll get out of there in perfect time. So I basically did a double feature, which I probably have done once in my life when I was younger. Anyway, so I went to two movies in the same night. What I was struck by, and this may be because my fine friends at the company of AMC Theaters, which I know is a national, nationally, internationally renowned brand. So I'm not costing them any business by saying this. <clears throat> Before each movie, and I've noticed this at other movie theaters in different cities, maybe Memphis, won't mention the name, but I'll go, um, is to say, I remember, you know, I like to see previews. Most people I know like to see previews. Brian, do you like to see two or three previews? Uh, like, in general, yes, I do. Upcoming general. features, and you're like, oh, that looks interesting. See a three, four-minute trailer? Great. Awesome. What I've noticed at both of these movies is that there were five or six previews. Okay, that's excessive in and of itself. Not only that, before the previews, we had a feature of turn off your cell phones, don't, don't talk during the movie, all that crap. Then after the previews, we had another, not one, but two AMC promos. The second of which was Nicole Kidman on the screen telling us, oh, movies are magic, silver screen, all that crap. Great. I agree. I love to see movies on the big screen. By the time I'm in The Godfather, I'm thinking, you know, I looked at my clock on my phone when Jackass started. I had waited 21 minutes from the start time to watch that movie. <laughs> so in The Godfather, I'm like, I'm going to see how long that takes. 22 minutes in that Good one. Grief. And I don't need to see previews before The Godfather. The movie no. came out literally 50 years ago. Do I need to see a preview for Sonic 2? Do I need to see yet another preview for that 
movie that looks like a god awful ripoff of Romancing the Stone called The Lost City for another Sandra Bullock rom com? No, I don't need to see it again because TV shows it to me 50 times a day. I get it force fed. So the fact being is that when they say, okay, the runtime of this movie is two hours, two and a half hours. I now know I need to add 25 minutes to it because I'm going to see a god-awful number of previews, half of which I won't give a crap about. And the other time will be spent telling me to turn off my cell phone, don't videotape the movie in my hoodie, uh, all that crap. (laughs) With your phone, yeah. Yeah, exactly. While another guy sits next to me with a menacing look on his face, and I have no idea why. Why is he looking so menacing? It explicit it explicitly you uh, your phone can record three hours of video somehow because <laughs> right. and store all that memory. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Not to mention, why do I want to watch it that way? Why don't I just wait for two, three more weeks before it comes on an Amazon and I can buy it for ten dollars? Anyway, yeah. the the idea of these long ass previews and ads at movies, knock you it know, off, Hollywood. This does concern me for tomorrow when you and I are scheduled to go see the Batman. Yes. At 10 p.m. And it's a three and it's hour a three movie. hour movie. So, so we already know we're not getting out to one. So you better say basically 130, 130 is what we're looking yeah. at because in front of the Batman, we're gonna be they're gonna plug or push as many of those trailers and such as they possibly can. Yes, in front of that thing. And we may get a preview that we like, like Doctor Strange 2. And we probably will get a preview we've we seen don't it. like, we've seen like it. The Lost City. Yeah, I mean, why do we need previews at all anymore? I mean, that's another subject that I won't go too deep into. But how many previews have you not seen that you really want to see? How many have you not really seen if you, if you have YouTube? They're all there. They post them hours later. Not even hours, minutes later. You yep, can see the previews absolutely. that you want to see. I've watched the Batman trailers probably combined all the different trailers 25 times because I'm excited for that movie. When I see it come on, like when Brian and I went to see Jackass Forever my first time, um, and he's going to go again with me and my son Carson next week. He doesn't know it yet, but he's going. Um, They show the Batman trailer, and I'm excited, but it's like, yeah, I've seen this. Why do I need to see it again? Well, you're not next making week, me want to go see, see it movie, more or less. You know. Exactly. So why do I need to see a preview for it? But again, why do I also need to sit through 25 minutes of crap just to get to the movie I paid 15 bucks for? I, yeah, that's my rant. Long ass previews and ads at movies. That's exactly what I wrote in my rant topics list. Rant. That's a good one. Yeah. Rant Pretty deactivated. Good. Again, I ramble. It's longer than it should have been, but I'm always good for a rant. Those of you who know me. So absolutely. So we thank you for joining us today. Again, rest in peace, my friend, Father Dick. Um, And all of you out there, thank you for listening. Uh, Brian and I are seriously, eternally grateful that you are listening. Yep. You know, I will be excited to ask him when I get back. 600 of you, apparently, but yes. Yeah. I will be excited to hear where our download numbers when I get back um, because I will be there with him next week. 
and we will pod at least twice. Uh, and also we're going to, again, another thing Brian may not remember or that I told him, and I don't remember I told him, we're going to yank him into my son and I's podcast that is sports and pop culture. So, and I promise we will not talk for more than one minute on Michigan basketball. Um, oh, are you because, going into the Jawan Howard attacking the other coach? That I will not do. Okay. So it's that one to me is like there, it's very complicated and I don't really care, frankly. Sure. You know, if he wants to get in a pissing match with some assistant coach in Wisconsin, fine. I, you know, it's probably the most excitement Wisconsin has seen in decades. Yes. So since, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers always flames out. Yeah. Like, well, and other than my friend Rachel from my Air Force days, who cares about Wisconsin, University of Wisconsin basketball? Nobody. So hey, when you talked to uh, Kever earlier, did uh, did he indicate he might be joining us for a podcast? Uh, that I don't know yet, but I will work okay. on that. So um, I'm trying We're working not to, to get get you guys interesting guests because yes. you know we understand that we're not that interesting. So yeah, we try, but you know, like a flaccid, you know what, waving in the wind, we we tend to fall short of the, the goal. So yeah so anyway thank you for joining us those of you did thank you especially for sticking it out to the end um not many people would do that for the one for either one of us so um absolutely we we hope to gain back your trust on the next episode these again will be published early in the week of march 7th and our next one i promise will be out to you much sooner than weeks or days later so thank you thank you to brian um Come out and see Outside Mullingar. It's going to be a great show, I promise you. Amazing show. Yes. You Directed should be ashamed if you don't see it. One of our wonderful staff members, Marcus Brown. And then come see Bright Star April 22nd. Um, because that's going to be a great show. With it's going awesome to be awesome effing bad guy. So, who, when it says in the stage direction that he's drinking a scotch, you don't know if it's actually going to be a scotch or not. It may just yeah. be bourbon. Yeah, exactly. It just depends. What we it have just have to be a light-colored bourbon. So, but that's part of the mystery of Bright Star. So, what's it he blind you to tonight? the truth? Yeah, it will exactly. be something that's not water. Or <laughs> what's he drinking tonight? Yes. Exactly. I, I will tell you this: it will be probably the same thing I was drinking during Dirty Rotten Scoundrels as a sailor sitting on the corner of the stage, downstage left. So, benchmark it will yeah. be benchmark it, yes and if it is i will definitely have to react just like a character does so that's poison in my liver brian so you know <laughs> anyway so uh we appreciate you joining us and you know come and see us give us a call visit us at gctcomeplay.org uh, lots of great tickets and lots of great things to see thanks for joining us and goodbye bye